Somewhere in Hill's kitchen, there's a lawyer named Matt Murdock. And he works with his friend Foggy and a woman who's named Karen. At a law firm called Nelson and Murdock, where they help people find justice. But Matt's got a secret at night, he becomes a vigilante. Even though he's blind, he's got these super senses and the training. To beat up the nasty bad guys who are ruining Hill's kitchen. Matt, he loves his home so much that he puts on his armored costume and pretends that he's the devil as he smashes in their faces he's called daredevil There's a guy named Frank who's shooting people. That guy's crazy. And then Metal Flammer Electro Cheshire's are from out of nowhere. Welcome to the Defenders Podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I'm Matt. And I'm Robin. Hooray! It's Hooray. us. Hurrah! <laughs> and, we <laughs> and we have a super, super special guest this week. Um, feedbacker, giver galore. I don't know. It's the <laughs> not at all uncool Nutty. Yay. Yay. That's Hi. as much iteration as I can create. Sorry, Nutty. Hi. Not at all uncool. I love how Claire has the hardest time coming up with alliteration for somebody whose name is already in alliteration. Yeah. I know. But like, <laughs> my, my brain, my brain can't do it. <laughs> I probably would have said nutless nut nutty or something like that. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, that sounds bad. Nuts, <laughs> nuts fired. Uh, Claire, it's almost like you don't even have a whole week to come up with the name or anything. <laughs> I come up with it on the fly, just like I come up with the nicknames on the fly for Intro to X every week. You can probably tell by my uh, 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 noises that I make. <laughs> <laughs> <It's quite bad>. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, uh, Nutty is joining us for episode six of season two, uh, Regrets Only. Um, Nutty, you have sent us feedback previously, but have you watched the entire series so far? Please tell. I have not, as a matter of fact. Excuse me. I watched uh, this episode last night after driving three hours to get home. Uh, So I I stayed up late and watched this episode just last night. So it's pretty fresh. Oh, Oh, awesome. Well, thank you. I hope Although, it lives your, your, your expectations of three hours drive. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say that um, I liked, I was originally scheduled for last week and I liked that episode a lot better. And I'm um, mostly finished listening to your podcast about it, but I have to mention you guys talked about how like, oh, Matt's attracted to the sound of bangles. No, Matt was attracted to the sound of her slurping. Her drink, <laughs> and that was really gross. <laughs> she slurps in this episode as well but he doesn't oh, seem yeah. so attracted to it he's like shut up <laughs> it was it was so weird i was just like that that's all and my my husband and i we both have like a little bit of my phonia so we're both like ew he's attracted to her slurping and we're just totally <laughs> focusing on that and then Imagine when they went some into- champagne yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they go into the gym and I'm like, oh, I bet this is going to be a turn on for Claire. And then they start having sex on the on the on the ring. And all I can think, ew, staph infection, staph infection. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty hot in the gym. But then you think about like the idea of it and then you think about it. And you're like, oh, 
Gross blood. Oh. I'm a martial artist and we fanatically clean our mats because of just that reason. And um, I know some guys who are – sex? Mm-hmm. Yes, because of sex. sex. Exactly. Okay, okay. Um, no, because I, I know some guys from the BJJ club and they are cons- – they all have staph infections. They always have infections mm-hmm. from rolling around on the mats and I'm like, guys, that's more. We steam clean them. We clean them like crazy every single week. And uh, just Plus you're like of- barefoot on the mats too, oh, right? Absolutely. You don't well, know what kind of barefoot. fungus is being put on there. <laughs> Not only are you barefoot, but like the way that we move in because our mats are slightly textured, um, mm-hmm. you're actually like rubbing your skin off on the mat. Oh, wow. And then you're sweating on the mat and you're getting your face is getting slammed into the mat and like pressed in there during pins. It's really gross. It's a lot of grossness. So we, we clean our mats like crazy. They Matt, what do you do think about this? Rings. Hmm? <laughs> I'm just asking what Matt thinks about this. I've, There's a lot of stuff happening to Matt, it sounds like. <laughs> I've never Matt really gets clean. so the lesson is guys listeners don't have sex in the gym unless you clean the mat first don't have sex in the gym without protection just lay something down over top (laughs) i'm gonna wrap you up in a condom (laughs) (laughs) so that you don't infect anyone (laughs) here's a thought so that um size condom That's what I meant. So Matt and Electra had sex in the gym, obviously in a flashback like 10 years ago. But in the first episode of season one, when Matt went to Fogwells at the end, the gym had like closed down by the looks because a guy let him in and he sort of paid him. Do we think the gym closed down because so many people got sick because of all the juices that Matt and Electra left behind in the gym? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. That is what I... New new canon. (laughs) I totally agree. Okay, well, uh, there's only a little bit of news. This, there's actually only one Easter egg this week, but uh, there's a couple of bits of news. So um, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week. The new Spider-Man film that's going to be the Sony Marvel Spider-Man film, the title has been confirmed as Spider-Man Homecoming, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. is confirmed to be in it as Iron Man. I, I really hope. hate that title. Yeah. <laughs> it's an odd one. Yeah. But I'm I guessing think it's there's very a, meta. they can't he's, they he's can't home. do yeah it, it, it is meta but I just I don't like it they can't really go with Spider Man because then it will get mixed up with Tobey Maguire ones they can't do the Amazing Spider Man so they could only really do like the spectacular Spider Man and then it's just a bit mm, I don't know great I, theme song though spectacular spectacular homecoming homecoming spider-man is homecoming (laughs) do do we know that like anything about the story yet because i just really really don't want to see another origin story for spider-man i don't think we will because unless it's in a flashback which i mean it would have to be anyway i guess but because by the sounds of it, when he appears in Civil War, he's already Spider-Man. Right, right. Powers. So I'm hoping they don't because, I mean, is anyone sitting at home going, oh, I wonder how Spider-Man became Spider-Man? <laughs> exactly. You don't yeah. even have to have seen any of the movies that they've made recently or read any of the comics or anything. Everybody knows how Spider-Man became Spider-Man and who Uncle Ben is and all of that other stuff. Like we've heard with great power comes great responsibility from every TV show and every movie in the past five, 10 mm-hmm. years. 
Mm-hmm. So. Well, I don't know. I really appreciated. I totally forgot before seeing Batman versus Superman how Batman became Batman. I really <laughs> needed that close up of the pearls and everything. I really needed to see the time. death of Martha and Thomas Wayne again for the three <laughs> billionth time. I was like, oh yeah, Batman's oh, alive. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I thought he was like a Batman. He's like, he's like, just wants I to be scary like a bat. It's the man bat. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. um uh other news uh marvel have officially taken the inhumans movie off of their schedule so the inhumans movie was due to come out november the 2nd to uh 2018 and they've officially taken it off the schedule but apparently from what they've said it still would be being made but it's just they don't know when um, there's been a couple of rumours. One is that they don't want it to compete with Indiana Jones 5, which is coming out a month after The Inhumans was due to come out. Um, another thing is it might uh, be difficult for them to make it with where they want to take Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but no one really knows. It also sounds like it wasn't a project that Kevin Feige was that keen on in the first place, but basically um, agreed to do it so he could do the Captain Marvel movie. Uh, and now that the there's been a bit of a staff change at Marvel, it sounds like that might also be a reason that it's been cancelled. That's so the in, that's the Inhumans movie. The Inhumans yeah. movie, yeah. Mm. yeah. I tried reading some of those comics. I, I I'm completely indifferent on whether this movie gets produced or not. I really the characters are pretty cool, but it's I mean it, it, it's space it's space stuff, and I'm not that interesting in space yeah. stuff you know it's it's not it's not a storyline that really interests me all like they've that. really got is what like medusa and and black bolt black bolt that's it yeah. yeah and the and lockjaw the telepathic dog that's pretty cool i was happy what it did to agents of shield because it, there's more people with powers on the show now because of inhumans but uh yeah i was not interested in the movie yeah i was gonna really. say aren't inhumans like marvel movies mutant mutants now pretty yeah. much yeah yeah, yeah. So you'd think they want to, they would want to do a, a movie of them. Just I, so they I heard that. I heard that Marvel's been pushing the Inhuman storylines uh, in comics because they can't use mutants in movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so sad about that. I, feel, I know. I That's why they stopped um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver being mutants in the comics. Yeah. As much as I, as much as I like Fox's X Men movies, I really want. The X Men and Fantastic Four and everyone all to be in one movie universe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited about New Mutants. <laughs> yeah, that's oh yeah, weird. New Mutants. Yeah. Um, last bit of news is uh, there's apparently been a hint as to the possible director and star of the Captain Marvel movie um, from someone in the know, but the hint is that there's an uh, an actress that there's been a lot of talks about for the role and a director who shares the same name. So apparently a lot of people have been looking what? into this and the only, there's been a lot of names uh, sort of batted about for Captain Marvel, like Emily Blunt, Charlize Theron, but there's no female directors that are big names with either of those first names. So the only one that someone came up with a match was director Catherine Bigelow, which would be amazing because she's a fantastic director, and yeah. Catherine Winnick as... Captain Marvel, who is from the show Vikings, and she's someone that a lot of people have wanted in the role. Um, but you sure it wouldn't be Catherine Sheta Jones? Because Catherine be Sheta Jones might be a perfect fit. <laughs> Apparently, um, though, Catherine Bigelow is in pre production for another film, I read. So I, I 
don't know if that means it's not her. This could just be rubbish, but it might be a hint as to to the person. They there's um, people believe that there'll be an announcement at Comic Con this year, San Diego Comic Con. How about Michelle McLaren and Michelle Monaghan? Oh, Michelle Monaghan's a terrible actress. What? Yes. <laughs> all, all right, whatever. Might see, we'll get, I'm not uh, going to fight the Monaghan battles of you. Just saying, <laughs> rewatch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, <laughs> People have already photoshopped her into the costume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only other ones, like you could have Michelle McLaren, which would be awesome, and Michelle... Williams from Dawson's Creek. Williams or Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Actually, people people have been, um, I, on Google Images here, people have been Photoshopping all sorts of people. As Captain <laughs> yeah. Marvel. There's one uh, with uh, Yvonne Strahovski. She's a pretty good yeah, man, actually. She's a popular choice. And, um, How about Jennifer Lynch and Jennifer Garner? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lynch and Jennifer Jason <clears throat> Lee. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Love Hewitt as Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, my word. There was um, one that the actress who's in Fringe. I can't remember her name. Um, oh. The female lead, like a lot of people Anna said about Torf. her. Yeah, a lot of people said about her. A lot of people have said about Katie Sackhoff. Um, you know, so we'll have to see. Katie Holmes. And that's <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Also a terrible actress. Yeah. <laughs> so that is our news for this week. Shall we go into the episode? <laughs> Not that I could do any better, I suppose, but... <laughs> yeah, let's see you act. Melanie... You can the famous... movies. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie could totally play Medusa in The Inhumans because Medusa has, like, living hair and Mel has, like, pretty <laughs> awesome hair. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Casting soul. Sometimes you don't mind starring alongside Vin Diesel, do you, Mel? I suppose not. Sometimes she... <laughs> yo, Mel, yo, you're gonna do your scene? <laughs> Sometimes Mel's hair like wraps around my ankle and then she flings me all over the house. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it's just that a regular day at the Humphrey Richard house. <laughs> <laughs> it's where the cats go to bed at night in Mel's hair. <laughs> <laughs> they do actually. They actually do. <laughs> so this week we are going to be covering episode 206, Regrets Only. This was written by Sneha Course and directed by Andy Goddard. I don't know if he's in relation of Drew Goddard. I bet you would be. Nepotism. Maybe. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, it. It kind of sometimes people keep things in the family. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, he's British. Yeah, he's British. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh. and he's best oh, known for directing uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah, I know him. <laughs> of course you do. He lives down the street, right? Yeah, Friends with your mom? Should yeah. go grab him right now. Me, we... him, and the queen hang out all the time. <laughs> you guys have tea? Were you at her birthday? <laughs> yeah, totally. Of course. <laughs> you guys are like best buds. <laughs> yeah. It was me, me, the queen, um, uh, Andy, Andy Goddard, and James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Claire gave the queen, you know, 90 drawings for her birthday. Uh, absolutely, I did. <laughs> None of them were of her. <laughs> They were like a commemorative, a commemorative tarot set. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's the most boring tarot. It's the queen. Yes, she has the exact same expression in every picture. Oh, I'm such a bad British. Person. Or, or you know, you, you no, you just make them all with corgis. <laughs> oh yeah, that would oh, be or, or 
a couple of them, you're like drawing her from her World War II days, you know, when she was in the army. Oh, yeah, she did just, just, back then. Just, yeah. yeah, just make up stories about the queen. Here's the, here's the queen in space. Here's the queen scuba diving. There you go. Here's when the queen fought a jaguar in the rainforest. Oh, man, so amazing. <laughs> you know, so- oh, anyway. So the episode starts and I am immediately dancing because the AES yes! are playing and I was dancing around because I love the AES so much. <laughs> and we see the Yakuza driving it, through New York it. on their motorbikes and they arrive and fight Matt and Electra. Are they not are not are they not riding Japanese motorcycles? I don't know, but I did notice it's not in the Easter eggs because as, as I said, there's only one Easter egg, but all the motorbikes are red apart from one which is yellow. And I was like, is that a reference to something? Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking too hard at these. Daredevil's episodes. yellow outfit. Um, oh, yellow and red. But they're du- they're Ducatis, which sounds like an Italian name. Yeah, that's an Italian. Yeah, that, that definitely is. A, yeah. I didn't realize that they were they Ducatis. But the, the Ducatis weird. like the um, like like the high class, very very expensive. So maybe that's what they're trying to say, you know, because it's all about money and things mm-hmm. like that. And and I swear the Yakuza, they look like they were right out of, you know, such an American stereotype of, of what the Yakuza is, you know. It's this <laughs> mythical gang and they all look like shadow run runners, and, you know. <laughs> they look like the crazy ATA out of Kill Bill, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's what that wanting. girl, that, the, our, that girl in the front was pretty hot. I'm that's just, uh, that's uh, um, uh person I friended on Facebook, Gene Tree, is the Yakuza member with the blue lipstick. And they Send her actually, a Facebook like from me. <laughs> I will. I'll tell her. They um, <laughs> actually released this fight scene um, online before the show uh, came out because there was a little tiny bit in the trailer. They released this fight scene and I sent her a, a note and said, oh, your fight scene's out. And she was like, oh, my God, because she wasn't aware. <laughs> but she um, actually watched it online, then came back to me and said they did cut a couple of things out when they showed it on uh, before the series came out. So I don't know if they did that because they couldn't show certain things, but I think they cut out the the leg swipe that she does at some point with Electra, or Electra's mm-hmm. double, who I think her name is Lauren. But she said there was a couple of bits that was cut out. Well, so why why do the women always have to fight the women and the men always have to fight the men? <laughs> she was fighting Daredevil at yeah, first, she fought, though. Yeah, she fought Daredevil at first. She, I think she threw, like, two punches at him, and then they switched. They're like, this is more general. I like pro- the... Uh, <laughs> I like the guy who was sitting on the, the like kitchen counter, just sitting it out. Yeah. And yeah. Fight. He's like, oh, I suppose I better fight as well. Like, oh, there's too many fists in there. I might accidentally hit somebody I don't want to hit. I'll wait my turn. Yeah, I'm just going to no, sit my chain. I'll wait. I'll wait my turn like a good villain. I really, I really, as cool as the Japanese are, like in this scene, I really, <laughs> I really don't appreciate it when people have fights and it's just all random acrobatics that don't really like there's no reason for the acrobatic like you know it makes me long to see like jackie chan just jump in and give them give like reasonings for behind like the crazy flips that they're doing and you know like (laughs) give me like a good reason why you're flipping over like that like there's it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You don't like Daredevil's signature finishing move of no. like <laughs> the flipping the flipping leg drop. I think one of I think one of the I think one of the or one of the Yakuza tried to use that move in this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, it's just 
too, it's too much. I, that's Dare, my move. Daredevil's like, hey, that's my bag. <laughs> <laughs> I made a note as well. I don't know if it's an official Easter egg. So I've made some that are like not from Den of Geek, where usually Easter eggs, but it might be, um, which is when they say they're going to take all 10 fingers in the scene. Um, might be a reference to the current run of Daredevil because the villain, I think he's called Ten Fingers because he has ten fingers. <laughs> so there we go. Um, what? On each hand, I mean. Really? Yeah, on each oh, on each hand. I was yeah, going to say. I, mean. I was like, yeah, well, we have eight fingers, but you know what I mean. He has like loads of fingers, so it might be a reference to him. He's got all the really fingers. Weird. He's got like octopus hands. I don't like it. <laughs> Um, so after the fight, uh, I love, I love, I love how at the end of the fight though, uh, it's almost like Daredevil's eyes are like glowing red. The way oh, they're so him. red. Like yeah. it looks like he's like, I'm, you know, now you got my blood pumping. Let's talk. I'm actually turning into a devil. Yeah. Uh, I like that Matt chucks the gun at Electra and she just kind of like dismantles it really quickly and throws it away. Cause Matt's like, they, two guns. <laughs> how come they only brought one gun? I don't know. <laughs> Well, they all had different weapons because, like, the one guy had a chain and he's like, oh, I heard Matt did awesome things with the chain a few episodes ago, so here's my chain. But first of all, I'm just going to chill out on the kitchen counter for a bit. <laughs> I'm going to peel his apple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would have been so good if he was sitting there eating an apple, just like, oh, God, so. <laughs> I'm going to do my nails. Uh, so once uh, the fight is finished, we get the line from Electra, which is hungry. Sorry if that's anyone's <laughs> quote. That was from the trailer as well. That was kind of like the first intro of Electra. Then we go into the credits. Okay. I have a question. The... Oh, yeah. Uh, who now thinks of Heath and Angela singing when they hear the credits? <laughs> yes. All the time. Yes. Oh, totally. <laughs> Damn you, Heath and Angela. <laughs> Of course, I might have done the same thing to people with the angel theme for Redemption Cast. So. I, I love, I love it, and I love their recording of it. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I can't not sing that version now. <laughs> um, oh, go on, Mel. No, I was just going to mention about the next scene. Okay, you've eaten enough. She barely ate anything. <laughs> but I've got a theory. I have a theory behind this, Mel. Um, yeah, so-, so in the next scene, it's Matt and Electra in the diner. And Matt's trying to get info on the Yakuza. Um, when we discussed the trailer, when I was on the other Murdoch papers, there was like a little quick clip of this scene, I think. And I said to Christine, I was like, have we actually ever seen Matt eat in the show? And we realized that since the first episode where um, Karen made them dinner, we haven't seen Matt eat. And I don't even think we saw him eat in the Indian restaurant like the curry. Did we see him eat? So I just think Matt doesn't eat and he doesn't want anyone else to eat. He's like, no, no, no. Because he, he just doesn't eat. He's watching his figure. He's a vampire. Sorry, I had to step, <laughs> I had to step away for a second. Uh, I had one more note about um, when uh, Electra said that she knew it was Matt. Um, mm-hmm. Just Has there ever been any video of Daredevil in action? I didn't think there had been. Like how yeah, there was one on surveillance. TV. Yeah. Surveillance. What did he from do? A, from a helicopter. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, how, how do you believe this, that she recognized him because of that? Or do you think well, she's making it up? Must have, yeah. I don't know how else she could have. <laughs> she it's knows his spot anywhere. Mm. Yeah. I think she knows more than she's telling. I think she's had some contact with some of the people involved or something. I, I, I don't imagine that it's just, oh, I saw this 
this blurry photo on the news and I knew it was you because I'm still jonesing for you now. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so this is also, <laughs> this is where Electra's slurping her drink again. But he gets annoyed this time. Uh, rather than turned on, apparently. <laughs> um, and this is also showing that Matt, you know, has a tendency to think he's he's the most awesome because he's like, oh, it can't be the Yakuza. I totally, you know, made them leave the city all by myself. And Electra's like, no, you just, you know, that you just took out all their enemies for them. Which well, as we find out in the end, these guys probably aren't the Yakuza. What? Oops, sorry, I skipped ahead. <laughs> I'm shocked. What a spoiler! <laughs> so Karen and Foggy are talking to Mr. Roth, who's the public defender for um, Frank Castle, about Karen's statement regarding the hospital shooting. And Matt arrives, and then he and Foggy argue. I like Foggy's shirt. This episode. I can't remember what his shirt was like. What was it like? It's kind of nice. It had a little pattern on it. Oh. I didn't notice. I noticed later, sorry, skipping ahead, when Matt was getting changed in the limo, the shirt he took off was kind of, it wasn't like a cotton shirt, it was kind of like iridescent and shiny. And I was like, oh, it's a bit of a blingy shirt to be wearing to work, Matt. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. It was kind of Always usual. Material. I did notice another... he's missing undershirts, but that's okay. Yes, but that, yeah, that's okay. We'll let him off. Nice. Well, it's it's very hot and all that, but at the same time, it's like, those tuxedo shirts are so thin you have to wear an undershirt or we're you would all be able see to your see nipples. chest hair. Exactly. <laughs> yes, and he has chest hair. And you'd be able to see his nipples. Well, not with the co- coat on. <laughs> um, as usual, we've gone to the next scene and I have to go back and just make one more note about the previous scene. Okay. Uh, in that conversation with Electra, it is actually, he, he does verify something we were thinking about last week, which was... Uh, um, they he they haven't even seen each other since that night with Sweeney, so mm-hmm. that's, right. that's verified in this scene. We weren't sure, at least I wasn't sure last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, mm. she just ran out of there. We don't know where she went or anything. Mm. Mm. Um, Karen doesn't sign, obviously, because this is <laughs> it's a complete lies. What's in the in the statement? And this is when Matt uh, and Karen basically bully Foggy into. Uh, agreeing with their plan. <sighs> okay, I get that. <laughs> I get that it's a little fishy that Reyes is uh, trying. It, Reyes is a dick. Okay, <laughs> yes, we get it. Uh, but did Matt get Stockholm syndromes? <laughs> because <laughs> he's like, oh, what he did was noble. Is you know, we, he had his reasons. You know, like, yeah, but he also murdered a lot of people. Maybe deserves to get uh, punished for it. Maybe. He deserves to get punished, but he doesn't want him to have the, the death sentence. I, I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, Matt's the reason he was arrested. And mm. if he gets the death penalty, then Matt will have to think, oh, my gosh, I killed him. And, and he Matt can't do that. Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has a, I, probably something to do with uh, the Catholic guilt and so forth. Because yeah. much like you, you only seem to hear about... Uh, what is it the the culture of life when it comes to abortion but the official catholic stance is they're dead set against um death penalty Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you very rarely hear about that unless it's from like nuns or whatever uh because so many people are focused on other things that you know we could argue all day 
what's life and so forth. But, you know, when it comes to the death penalty, it's pretty clear. And people try to shy away from it because of reasons. I don't get Mm -hmm. it. But so that's that's like the very Catholic thing. And uh, that I found very believable. I thought it was really neat, though, because every time Matt was like standing up and saying, no, we have to we have to prevent this. We have to do this. Like Karen was getting turned on. It was. Really oh, funny. yeah. I have that in my <sighs> notes as well. There's a bit where she looks at him and she's like, ooh, <laughs> Matt. Hot. <laughs> yeah. Karen sta- standing off to the side or standing behind either Matt or Foggy and showing her like approval physically over and over again is getting a little tiresome. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's <laughs> just a little bit like, all right, hold back, Karen. <laughs> I, I don't well, find it. I, I like it because they're, I enjoy they're, watching they're, they're, it. She's, I mean, they haven't slept together yet, and you know, and Matt's kind of Matt's the one who was holding off on on sleeping with Karen. So by this point, she's probably like, ah, oh, so horny, <laughs> you know. And I like, I like her standing there, just kind of like, oh, he's so hot right now. I know, um, but that first time with Foggy when he was facing off against Reyes, I thought that was a little bit too, a little bit much, but. It was only that one time, you know, I was like, all right, she can restrain her. So it seems like she can't seem to restrain herself at all. Every single time one of them's talking to Reyes or somebody else and uh, doing something very, uh, very heroic, she can't help but like be a cheerleader behind them. (laughs) Following on from what what, um, Nutty was saying, I think as well, if if, um, Matt by his inaction led to uh frank getting the death penalty he would see himself as no better than frank himself and he's trying to do a difference between the two of them in terms of he doesn't kill frank kills so it would mean that he was in some way responsible due to inaction for frank's death um so but he 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 and karen do kind of gang up on foggy a bit yeah they totally do i feel really bad for foggy this episode but i like that foggy's the voice of reason Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not a yeah. I'm backing down because we're being bullied thing. It's a why why are we doing this sort of a yeah. thing? Like I, I I think Foggy is speaking the mind of the audience here because without yeah. him, his opposition, everybody would be like, Nobody would do that. Nobody would yeah. care. <laughs> And that's the thing. Like, do we really want to put every single thing on the line to protect this guy who's murdered like thirty people? <laughs> It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, they the three of them go to the hospital to go and speak to Frank. Um, my first note for this scene is, there are reporters everywhere. And then I put in brackets, I wish we saw Peter Parker. <laughs> I know, like, in, in the MCU, he's too young to be working at the Bugle, but I just wish we saw a, a kid with a camera. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm doing my summer internship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just saw J. Jonah Jameson there yelling at people. It would just make me so happy. <laughs> um, and we saw Claire's colleague from before as well, from the episode where Foggy went to the hospital, uh, the nurse with the, the short hair, so she's still there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we see Brett has had a promotion. Yay, Brett. Yay, I was Brett. so happy. Do we think he's, like, going to be the Commissioner Gordon of the Netflix Marvel shows? So by the time we get to Defenders, he's, like, Commissioner Mahoney. Unless they murder him at the end of this season. Yeah. Like Why do you think they're going to murder him? Who they murdered Ben Yurick, the sons of bitches. They're gonna, no, they murder someone else at the end of this. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> all all the, totally all the foggy haters foggy. are going, please be foggy. Please be foggy. <laughs> Which includes Samuel L. Jackson, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they did talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Mel knows this. 
What? I don't know. The what? Sam well, Jack. Uh, well, Eldon Henson wants Foggy to appear in other uh, MCU oh, yeah. stuff. I did uh, hear this. We Samuel talked- L. Jackson hates Foggy. <laughs> yes. I did. I know. I did see that. It was kind does, of funny. Does he hate Foggy or does he hate the actor? Uh, he pretty he much tweeted that it, like the show is great, but you know they, he could do without Foggy. You know, he didn't say anything personally about Elvin. Okay. I want. <laughs> he's going to let it happen just so that uh, Nick Fury can shoot Foggy in the head <laughs> <laughs> in Avengers Three. You can, Avengers be, in Aven- you can be in Avengers Three, sure. Hey guys, yeah. let's- <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wow. I'm the only character from the Netflix Marvel shows to be in Avengers Infinity War. This is cool. And then Nick Fury just appears. <laughs> yeah. We're going to Coulson you, which means we're going to murder you on screen and never talk about you in the movies ever again. And then we're going to bring you back to life for stupid yeah. reasons. Well, Tahiti you. Um, I like the fact <laughs> that when uh, Mahoney says that he was promoted, Matt has a little smirk on his face because obviously it's him that got him the promotion by giving the Punisher arrest over to Mahoney. So Matt's kind of like, oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah, I think he's very happy. He's like, yes, the system works, you know. Yeah, it's cool. And it's I think this the right is the bit thing. where... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the bit I, I noted that Karen looks really turned on because it's when Matt says, if we walk away, we're letting him die. And Karen's in the background like, oh, so what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also found out that Foggy did theatre at summer camp. Uh, are you guys looking forward to the flashback we see of Foggy in Brigadoon? Yes. Hey, I started Brigadoon. <laughs> did you? In Which high school, yeah. Did you play? I was Tommy. Oh, pretty nice. Thank you. I played, uh, I was in one at school and I played Bob Cratchit's daughter in Christmas Carol. And my entire lines I can say for you now, which were, yes, father. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it should be. Oh, the old days. Uh, in the next scene, we're in the room with Frank, and uh, they're discussing the um, conspiracy with Frank until Reyes appears and throws him out. What a bitch. What a bitch. <laughs> and Karen it does not respect the tape. No. And Frank immediately falls in love with Karen, just like everybody else does. He does, yeah. The way he's looking at her later, he's a bit like... <sighs> Can you blame him? I mean, yeah, you've I know, seen Deborah Amwell, right? Yeah, she's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man. There's one picture that, um, it's it's from that contest she's, she's throwing where she's holding up a poster. And it's just mm-hmm. a regular picture. She's not wearing any makeup. It's not studio lighting. It's just like uh, somebody snapped it on a cell phone or something. Mm-hmm. And she's even more gorgeous. Yeah, she's beautiful. I mean, we sh- we should say as well. Um, they're doing the the uh, contest is to win a signed Daredevil poster, and it's for charity. So if anyone's interested, follow Deborah Amwell's Twitter because the poster's like signed by everyone in Daredevil, like everyone. It's pretty cool. And I should also say, EJ Scott is running the marathon as we record right now. So um, good luck to him. Go EJ, go. Go EJ, go. His running is powering this podcast. It really is. <laughs> um, I love that, like, because Foggy previously has, like, smacked down Reyes with his, like, legal jargon. But in this, it's like Foggy and Matt team up and they just yeah. smack Reyes down. I love that because we don't get it that often of them being, like, law- being awesome lawyers together. Yes. I mean, cool. yeah, I, I've, I made a note here. I was just like, if we don't 
we're not going to get a lot of courtroom time this season, which who knows, we may not, but it's been like, what, six episodes now without really courtroom stuff. Um, I do like these legal chess matches with uh, uh, Reyes, mm-hmm. you know, between those guys and Reyes. So, yeah. I should mention as well, it just reminded me of something else. There was a tweet from the official Jessica Jones um, uh, Twitter uh, uh, about a week ago, I think. So it's... Um, it's meant to be like tweets from Jessica Jones and she mentioned something about how much she hates lawyers and I just thought, oh, I can't wait until Jessica Jones meets Matt Murdock. <laughs> be awesome. So uh, they're going to bring the paperwork to the hospital to work through it with Frank and that is when um, Matt is told that there is a car for him and Foggy, rightly so, gets really annoyed because yeah. it is the worst timing ever. How does she know yeah. where he is at all times? She knows that ass anywhere. She's stalking him. <laughs> she knows where that ass goes. She gave the guy a photo, the driver, a photo of Matt's ass, and said, "He's at the hospital. Go through the hospital and see you see this ass." And that's who the car is for. And then uh, Karen and Matt have a little smooch right in front of Foggy, which Foggy, 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 rightly is just like, "What the fuck." <laughs> And Matt does Honestly. the best sheepish face ever when leaving. His face is like, oh, I'm sorry. She was really pushing it. I was like, come on. Come yeah. on. I did think, though, that Foggy would be aware of this by now. Because I thought maybe when like Matt and Karen left, because Foggy kind of acted surprised. But then when they left, he was going to do a little smile um, because he kind of knew. But no, he was really surprised. And I was like, but I kind of thought. He no, he knew where? something was happening, but he wasn't told that a relationship had happened. Mm. And I I liked his reaction. I really oh, yeah, liked it. Great. I thought it was great. Feel, though, that if you're starting out in a relationship and you're not sure if what it is yet, I don't feel that you would be kissing in front of people yet. I feel like you would still yeah. be a little bit shy about it. It almost I, felt- Almost. Like, you wouldn't want to keep it under wraps. And they did it right in front of him. I was like, yeah. what? But and they hold hands as well. Yeah. yeah. They're holding hands as well, weren't they, when yeah. they went in Frank's room? Almost felt like they did it like involuntarily, like this, like it just happened. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. I don't think they realized what they were doing, that they were just so comfortable. And the fact that they were in the room with Foggy, they felt comfortable because they've always been very comfortable around, you know, the three of them are like this little mm-hmm. family. But I, I do know from experience when two friends start a relationship, suddenly like, the other friends are like watching and waiting and like they want a big announcement. They don't want to let you just figure out your feelings or figure out what it is. They're just like, wait, oh, okay, you're a couple now. That's that's how it is. And so it just it felt very real to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't Matt, uh, or Matt or Karen at that point says they're not labeling themselves or something. Yeah, yeah. But earlier on, when they're in the diner and Matt is talking to Electra, he actually says, I have life. I'm seeing someone now. I think he says something like that. So he's yeah. labeling it more, I guess, as a relationship, as, you know, they're a couple. I don't know. And then after him and Karen are talking and they're like, well, it's going to get, we're going to take some getting used to. It's a small office. Like, yeah, it's not exactly going to be fun and giggles for Foggy. I mean, even Foggy's if Foggy gonna have doesn't to have a crush on her, yeah. it's, it's going to be still like just fucking annoying, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're smooching all over the office. And then the eventual, you know, breakup. <laughs> just going to ruin everything. <laughs> He's got Marcy. He'll be all right. 
<laughs> yeah, but feel- still, he's got to work with them. Like, <sighs> yeah, I just feel that especially because they do work together, I almost feel like it's almost something that maybe should be mentioned, you know, like, oh, hey, like, you know, like, we're kind of falling for each other, like, just so you know, like, you know, because they're working together. It's a little weird. Maybe keep it professional at work. Keep it professional. I think that's where I was like, oh, like, you'd think they would, even though they might feel very comfortable with each other, like, you'd think you would still know better that this is still a professional environment. There's still... Working on a case right this moment. There's other people around, you know, like, uh, you know, calm it down a little bit. <laughs> if if yeah. Reyes walked in, I mean, she could... Kiss could use it, She could yeah. use it against them. Yeah. yeah. Like, anyways. So uh, they make plans for dinner for tomorrow night. And then we, the next scene, Matt and Electra are riding in the car to a gala to go and steal the Roxxon ledger. This is when we get shirtless Matt. Yeah. Oh, this is the scene where he says he has a life now and things he wants to protect. So I can't remember if this is where he says he's seeing someone. But he says that at some point. So yeah, shirtless Matt. And Electra has a good look. Yeah. And I like that we get the continuity of he has the scars on his chest. Because it's only like a really short scene. They could have not bothered about that. But I like that they they do that all the time. It's, Claire. Uh, what? When you said last week that... Uh... Uh, Charlie Cox is like a really hairy guy yeah. and I was like his chest is hairless he must wax <laughs> <laughs> probably he's a hairy you can tell he's a hairy guy yeah yeah, but his chest was just like just like completely clean I was like you, there's no not even a five o'clock shadow there <laughs> I wanted for that job <laughs> to wax his chest <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the sadist in me will. I must. Yes. <laughs> I must not know enough about men's fashion for her her to be like you know get changed for this fancy gala. I'm like I thought he already looked nice, and then yeah, I'm like here. yeah, he's taking off a white he's taking off a white button up shirt, putting on another white button up shirt. <laughs> but yeah. it's a t- it's a tuxedo yeah. shirt, isn't it? But the, what I don't get is I never get you can't is- you can't switch a. Uh, a necktie for a bow tie with the same yeah. shirt. They have different colors. Oh. And um, often uh, the tuxedo shirt is actually thinner, which I don't understand, but that's that's how it is because you're supposed to wear something under it. But it's also, it's cut differently. And then the suit jacket is definitely cut much, much mm-hmm. nicer than the one he was wearing. Thank you for... Why do the tuxedo <laughs> shirts have black buttons? I don't understand that. I thought uh, they're not buttons. They're, they? they're like cufflinks. Oh. They're little studs so they're not actually permanently you know if you have the ones that go like that they're not actually permanently affixed to the shirt mm-hmm. um and uh it's i don't know why but i just thought it was weird buttons. that they weren't white yeah you know yeah, like, probably because just... buttons are common i don't know <laughs> it's a yeah. whole like class thing and um like if if you watch downton abbey they actually go into it quite a bit because uh oh, they? yeah there's 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 a couple of times where, uh, because the whole idea of the show is about how times are changing and mm-hmm. the old style is going away and the aristocracy is going away, and um, they see it in like little increments. And one of them is, you know, when they dress for dinner, um, you know, they would wear these. Their shirts weren't shirts; they were like hard pieces of, uh, not plastic, but something. 
and they had to be like really strapped in and they had like these crazy contraptions for men to get dressed. And the idea of like a regular necktie was just seen as so common and, mm. and beneath them. And the fact that, you know, the classes were mixing and, you know, upper class were starting to wear neckties and not and wearing just regular tuxedos instead of like the whole white on white thing mm-hmm. um, was like a huge, huge, you know, thing for them to deal with and to to get used to. And then the fact that the lower classes were able to wear bow ties and things like that, you know, it's just it's um it's a lot of trappings from a time that just doesn't exist anymore. So the fact nowadays guys can't even pull their trousers up. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And so often, you know, they'll go to what's supposed to be a formal event. And as long as they're wearing a collared shirt, they're okay. Whereas, you know, women have to be dressed to the nines. At least you guys. Yeah, men. (laughs) (laughs) We we all look the same. Yeah. And you can't, it's not like you can be like, Hey, I'm going to wear shorts to this formal event. Yeah. We got to, you can't, if it's a hot, if it's hot outside. Yeah. We got to like lock ourselves off at the waist, the neck and the wrists. (laughs) (laughs) You're just sweating profusely inside this locked environment. Uh, So um, Foggy and Karen go through the paperwork at the hospital and they go to question Frank, but Frank says he'll only talk to Karen. And this is where we get (sighs) the amount of murder charges. 37 murder charges and 98 lesser charges. And the arraignment is in a couple of hours. Foggy letting Karen, the secretary, (laughs) talk to Frank on her her own was just the dumbest thing ever. I mean, Frank says he'll only talk to to Karen. Matt's run off. But she's, she's not even a paralegal. Mm-hmm. Like they've got I'm a not lot even sure stake. what they what he did was legal. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was idiotic. I just feel like he hasn't really got any choice because it's like, well, okay, you know, Matt and Karen got us into this. The arraignment's in two hours. Matt's run off somewhere. Uh, at least okay. get her. To, at least get her to to record it. <laughs> like, yeah, he should have got her to record it. Yeah, agree. is he is he afraid of Frank? Because he sure wasn't afraid of that gang member who was <laughs> not tied up. Frank. No, I just didn't I, think Frank was going to talk if, if he didn't comply. He was sent out of there with his tail between his legs. It yeah, this really... is why I feel bad for him this episode. I don't, I don't think he was afraid of Frank. I think he was just, it was all Karen. It was Karen saying go and, and mm-hmm. Foggy listens. You're going to feel even even worse for Foggy when Nick Fury shoots him in the head. Foggy. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Having the worst week. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson doesn't love him. Um, the cover-up about the castle sort of deaths say that they were killed in a car, or you know, or injured in Frank's case by an unknown gunman, not at the carousel. Um, so obviously there is a big cover-up, and uh, Frank says as well that he blames himself for not keeping his family safe. There was something more there. Now I I can take that. Uh, uh, Easily, that that came out, that came across really well. But did I hear him say that he heard his wife scream and he just didn't do anything? Yeah, I was like, I didn't understand what the timeline of this was. Like, what actually happened? We're gonna get a better explanation at some point. Uh, I hate to steal anybody's quote, but it says, "I heard it and I didn't do anything." (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if he heard the gunfire. Mm-hmm. And he was already shot at that point, and he's hearing it and, and unable to do anything. That's what I was. Yeah, thinking. I didn't I think just, it yeah. was the wife. I thought it was he heard everything happen. But I mean, if he's been shot in the head at that point, he's 
I no guess it depends too much. It, I just, whether you shot before or after. It really rang to me um, of survivor's guilt in in mm-hmm. in such a, a very true way because it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. I mean, I've known people who were trapped under vehicles and they have survivor's guilt because they did nothing to help their friends who were in another part of, of a, a harrowing situation. But they were trapped under a vehicle. You know, they, their, their back was broken, but they still have the survivor's guilt. They feel responsible for not doing something because they lived and the others died. And, and it doesn't make sense. But in their heads, you know, they, they feel that they should have been able to do something. Yeah, as, as you said, it's not logical at all. It's, um... No. Were you going to say, Mel? Yeah, you just, you probably, you know, you're helpless, right? Mm. Yep. Even though, yeah, that's the thing. You're just helpless and you wish you hadn't been. Or what if I had been, you know, what if I hadn't been here? I would have saved them, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's probably one of the few times that he's felt helpless as well. Because he's this guy who seems in control a lot. Um, you know, like he says, one shot, one kill. You know, like, lives this very regimented life. And I I just imagine is not used to feeling helpless. And is put in this situation where, you know, his family is dying in front of him. And he can't do anything. But he sees it as he didn't do anything. No, yeah, I think he's so good in these clearer. scenes where he's in the, in the bed. Like, oh, he's so good. I'm hoping that we get a flashback. Or at least he speaks about it more clearly for me to actually understand him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying anything. Of course, then again, if he was interviewed by a lawyer and not a secretary, you know, maybe the story would have been a little more... I think he only opens up once he gets... Like he says, Karen helps him remember. Like, Foggy's not going to be able to do that because Foggy hasn't visited his home. He can't what, give him that. Why can't he remember? I mean, it's the reason well, it's, why it's he's not. doing he, what he, he does. He can remember it, but he said that he's worried about forgetting. So it's reminding huh. him, I guess, of the good stuff in regards to the family rather than his, his if he's he's so fixated on vengeance that his, the memory that's probably playing over and over in his head is their deaths. Um, whereas Karen's sort of saying about, you know, the piano and the cookie crumbs and all this stuff and he's remembering the good stuff. Yeah, that's that's how I took it anyway. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I think he's just he's reliving the tragic event, right. and he wants to remember the happy times. It's why uh, he recites the 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 story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got. Uh, a, so in, oh, go on, I've got a tangential question about this scene. The, the, okay. the coffee cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, which ones uh, were they? Well, they have. They have like playing cards on them, and I'm pretty sure that happened yeah. in Terminator 2 as well. Is this a thing? Really? <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. Maybe that guy has opened the up a coffee guard, shop. The security You're totally guard right. in Terminator 2 who goes up to the machine and gets coffee, and he looks at his cup, and he's disappointed <laughs> by the cards that are on it, and then he's killed yep. by, by a double of himself. Oh, yeah. It looks like the I same cup. Know. I have to find out. I oh. believe they're the, same, they're the same thing. It's like uh, you get them out of coffee machines, and I think you can like win something from those cups. Uh, I just thought that was something that oh, Terminator, cool. Terminator made up, but I guess not. <laughs> well spotted, Matt. Yeah, I think we had those in my uh, Are they uh, just a hospital university. Oh, okay. Well, we had it in – it was just a really bad coffee machines. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they have in hospitals. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so Matt and Electra have arrived at the gala and they attempt to get Gibson alone. 
I like- in which we find out that Stan Gibson is very polite to the blind to their face. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, blind bastard. Blind bastard! <laughs> I like that Matt says that his type of music is more 90s top 40, and I wrote in my notes, <laughs> Train? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Foggy listened to Train in, uh, in, the, uh, <laughs> in the first season. It's contagious. Yeah. Drops of Jupiter. He loves he loves that nineties music. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine like Matt listening to like Saturday night by Wigfield and stuff. <laughs> I, all I know is that jazz band at the at the uh, party was really like not going jazz. going crazy. That was like, I know saying the subtitles was... jazz music playing. I was like, that's not jazz. <laughs> it was more like It was like a terrible. It was just yeah. like it was just like this has a saxophone in it, therefore it's jazz. Yeah, <laughs> jazz. I was like, no, it's not jazz. <laughs> and the brief shots of the actual band, I was just like, there's not enough instruments there to be making all that racket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like the music. I was like, ooh. I was but, fine with it. I just didn't think they should have called it jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Matt can hear the uh, the radio, so he knows that Gibson has extra security. And this is when he plays the clumsy blind routine. He's like, oh, did I get any wine on you? Well, that yeah, was hysterical. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I he love when Matt him. plays up being blind. I know. I love it later, like skipping ahead, sorry, but when they catch him in a lecture, and like yeah. they catch him, they walk in and you hear Matt go, Oh my goodness. And I don't know if I just <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I I just I love the whole like it's it's great because it catches people off guard, but then especially with this guy Gibson, he's like, "Oh no no no, I'm sorry." You know, once he realizes yeah. the guy is blind, like, "Oh, I'll be a total jerk to you and and get mad at you," and then instead of being a jerk, I'll suddenly apologize and make it my fault because obviously you're disabled and yeah. and everything must be my fault, and it, it just shows um, how like this this ugliness that humans are you know we're we're so willing to be mean to anybody and then we see something like you know a disability and then suddenly we realize oh i'm such a jerk meanwhile but you should be nice to everybody all the time disabled can't be jerks exactly yes yeah uh, <laughs> it's 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 something um a friend of mine uh in, who works in the disability community is often mm-hmm. says it's like you know you can be disabled and be a jerk too <laughs> exactly it's like exactly everyone it's 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 um it's part of this whole like ableism thing where mm-hmm. uh when you treat people who are disabled as special or other you're actually treating them as if they're not nor you know human or normal mm-hmm. and and it's just as bad so it's kind of neat i love that you know it's it's oh i'm going to beat you up and then oh no no it's all my fault you're blind <laughs> There's a very cool um, re- uh, uh, Twitter thing going on at the moment about ableism, which I shared on my Facebook, which is basically people pointing out um, basically what you just said, Nutty, whereas mm. <laughs> it's like people uh, unintentionally doing that, but uh, they might not realize they are. And it's actually disabled people, I think, using the, the hashtag um, ableism exists because a lot of the time it's something that um, – they get told, oh, ableism doesn't exist. And it's like, yeah, of course it does. What? <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but yeah. Ah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I love it when he kind of plays plays this role. Like, And later as well. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I just think it's hilarious. So we go back to... Um, 
Are you scatting, Mel? I didn't like, though, right after that scene where Matt kind of spills the drink on the guy, how they gave each other a really obvious look, like, oh, well done. Because they had just said, they had just said, Oh, there's security everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> like so obvious. So if you were looking for like su- suspicious behavior on the camera, you would obviously spot that. I feel. Wink. Electra is super suspicious because as soon as Matt's like, "Oh, there's security everywhere," she's like looking around for the cameras. I was like, "What are you doing?" Stop looking. Yeah. <laughs> Too obvious. Like it surprised me that they didn't figure out who was the culprit. Or it's sooner. probably those two people nodding at each other, <laughs> <laughs> winking at each other. Oh, yeah. There was a bit as well I just remembered, which kind of ties in with what what you were saying, Nutty. Where doesn't Electra like give Matt a drink, and he's like, "Oh no, I don't want to drink." She says, "Oh, relax. You know, get one of these in you, and people will feel less less conscious around you or less self conscious." I was like, is she saying that because he's blind? I was like, get drunk, because then people will be feel more comfortable around you. I don't know. It was really weird. That is weird. Yeah. It just <laughs> seemed like she was trying to manipulate him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what she does. Trying to take advantage of him. So in the next scene, um, I get close to crying. I don't actually cry. Um, as I did in episode four, but uh, hearing about uh, hearing um, John Bernthal's performance, talking about like his kids and not being able to look at the photo, I was a bit like, oh, there's some dust in my eye. Oh. <laughs> that, that that was touching. Like before that, like he's Karen um, is kind of talking to him about how he was chasing after her with a gun in the hospital, and he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm a scout sniper. If I wanted to kill you, I could have. And it's like. Oh, we're all good now. I guess I was just mistaken be- for being like totally terrified of you. <laughs> I should have known. Sorry, Frank. But this is also he points out that you know Grotto used to do hits for the Irish, and she didn't yeah. know that because her face is is really shocked. And um, and he made out that he was like this really good guy to Karen. So yeah, I don't think they're all good. I think she just sees that there's something else to this guy. Again, we're just this whole thing of like who should die, who shouldn't die, you know? Why should Frank not be able to die? <laughs> well, and 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 who says that Frank is able to, you know, the whole problem is, you know, Frank you're not able to make that decision. Yeah. Um, but I think a big part of Karen siding with him and wanting him to have justice is she feels very close to it because she keeps thinking about what she did to Wesley. Mm-hmm. And the mm. fact that, you know, people can be pushed to doing things that they normally wouldn't expect. Except for Frank, this is all kind of what he would have expected. He did, if you think about it, you know. <laughs> yeah. if, if Considering his life and what he did, I mean, if, if somebody destroyed everything you knew, you would, you know, it's, it's not that far of a stretch to say, oh, I'm, I, these are the skills that I have, you know, and go all Liam Neeson. I have a I have a very special set of skills. I have a very special set of skills, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, if Karen was acting the way the Punisher does, that you would have had a scene in season one where Karen just walks into Wesley's office, she's like, hey, and then shoots him in the head. <laughs> but, she would have so, taken out the uh, kingpin on her own. <laughs> but but the thing is, it's, it's she's identifying where there isn't a real parallel. 
But again, it you know, much like Frank's survivor's guilt over not being able to save his family, even though he was just as messed up, Karen feels guilt over killing somebody, even though she would have been dead. You know, self-defense totally makes that justifiable, but it doesn't. I, I like that they deal with it in the fact mm-hmm. that just because it's a justifiable action does not mean that you're not going to feel guilty over it and it's not going to tear you up. She also indirectly caused or ha- uh, added towards the cause of Ben's death. Yeah. Because she got Ben oh, involved yeah, in the did. whole thing. Um, <laughs> and we also don't know what happened in her past. They keep alluding to her past. So we don't know if there's something else there. And she's keeping it a secret from Matt and Foggy, the two people closest to her. Yep. Whereas Frank is just like, yeah, I'm killing all these people. Whatever. I'm guilty, you know. Um, So I think it's like a mix of all of those things. Yeah. We get another hint of her past in this scene, too, because she's like, I was was pretending I was on a spaceship and it would take me far away. She's like Jenny (laughs) from Forrest Gump. What was happening (laughs) at the page? I can fly far away. Of course, yeah. then again, she was living in Vermont, so I, I've done that too. <laughs> in a town of 400 people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this, yeah, this scene made me get a little bit dusty in my eye. Um, in the next scene, Matt takes out the bodyguards and gets the key card, and then he and Electra infiltrate the building. And I cannot say how much I love, 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 love the fact that he uses his folded up cane as a billy club. <laughs> Because yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to get him with the, you know, the Ben Affleck in the film, the cane that he pushes a little button or whatever he did, like turns the thing and it turns into a billy club because it's just, it's just so dumb. Hey, with a little um, uh, Nachos money, he could get himself a nice stylized yeah, but it's, cane. But, but oh, it's just so dumb in that film that he has his like, like, you know, pimp cane that's, you know, red and I, the, they even like mention it. But I, and in the <laughs> comics he does, but it's because he has... In most of the comics, he has the very old-fashioned um, blind cane, which is like the white, that it almost looks like a walking stick, like the hooked cane, which people really don't use. Um, so I like that they kind of do a nod to this, that he folds up folds up the cane and uses it as a billy club. I just thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, go ahead, sorry. In the, in the uh, comic book, doesn't he have a, like, um, a cane that, goes into sections but is also still together with like a uh, string or something his, his cane can do everything in the comics <laughs> like it's it's a cane it's also like it's a blind man's cane it's also a um a grappling gun it's also um uh, two billy clubs or can be one club um it's it also in early, in early issues has a radio transmitter it yeah. has a tape recorder in it wow. it has a little <laughs> it, it really is. It also has, um, oh God, it has the, the plastic sheet in it that he throws over uh, the purple man to defeat him. Um, it has so much in it. It's ridiculous. And the fact that it's all as a blind man's cane, which is really thin. And like, like, like canes are made of like aluminium to be, sorry, aluminum to be very, <laughs> very you. light because they have to be light, you know, so you can basically, you know, they're not going to obviously like hurt your hand holding it, but so you can feel every, um, everything with the tip of the cane. And I'm like, all this stuff you would have to have this cane, it's going to weigh a ton. It will be like carrying around like, um, you know, David Hasselhoff's uh, lead pipe from Baywatch Nights around all the time, you know, <laughs> as a weapon. 
it's just insane. But that's okay because he doesn't actually need the cane, remember? Yeah, but if he hands it to someone else, they might be like, why is your cane made out of steel? <laughs> this cane is so heavy. He does not get along at the blind conventions, you know, when he runs into he other doesn't. blind people. They're like, I don't understand. You do things weird, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that he reads the key card as well. So he kind of like reads it quickly with his fingertips. We don't know what he reads. Uh, and they do the old trick in movies and TV of looping the security cameras. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. We it's go to the security cliche, office. <laughs> we go to the security office and the, the guys are like, oh, man, what we got here is another classic loop tape sitch. This is <laughs> classic. And I like that it starts looping just as the guy's looking away. I was like, how do you know he's looking away right now? <laughs> I don't think they knew it was just a lucky break, but it would have been funny if, they, if he had been looking. <laughs> yeah. uh, alarm gets pulled immediately. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody's doing this in the Yakutomi Plaza. The last time Hans Gruber was here. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it in the film Toys, which is a terrible film? But didn't they like have to do something similar where they put up like a big screen in the... Um, in the corridor and they did a music video in front of the screen. So the guy thought that the surveillance video yes. had switched over to MTV or something yes. like that. That movie is horrible, but wonderful. Oh, it's horrible. But vi- like visually, some of the stuff they come up with is amazing. Oh, it's so amazing. It's, it's yeah. Like that Joan Cusack walking around in like doll clothes all the time. I love it. And she sleeps in a giant duck. That was cool. Yes. That. yes. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so we go and back LL to And Cool J is just cute, so. Oh, doesn't he hide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. He's always camouflaged, and I love when he's yeah, camouflaged among the ducks. <laughs> oh, it feels so dumb. Oh, man. Um, so Foggy and Karen and Frank are still in the hospital, and Foggy very proudly announces that he's got the death penalty off the table. Um, so it will now be, it was going to be with three life sentences, but Foggy has managed to get it down to one life sentence with the possibility of parole in 25 years, but Frank will have to be in general population. And I think this is because Reyes is counting on the fact that he'll get taken out by people in prison. Um, and Frank says that he'll take the deal. Um, uh, this scene is where my major issue with this episode is. Um, okay. But you, you, guys, you guys go first. Sorry, Matt, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, obviously, he's going to get out of, out of this situation at some point. I'm, I'm just wondering if he's going to get himself out or if... Daredevil's going to somehow, you know, bend his morals and let him out <laughs> for some reason. Do you think he's going to go to what was the prison called in Jessica Jones? Super Supermax. I hate that name for prison. Well, that's just for super villains, isn't it? Um, no. Well, I don't know. I think it was just for the worst of the worst, wasn't it? Oh. My my issue with this episode, like this, is the major issue, is that. This, in terms of storytelling, is too quick. I wish that Frank had said earlier he would take the deal and we get a few more scenes that we're like, oh, he's going to take the deal. And then it's at the end, it's like, oh, I'm not going to take the deal. Because it's literally like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll take the deal. Like, literally two minutes later, it's like, no, I'm guilty. And they're like, whoa, oh, that was a shock. I, I don't know. It just felt too quick for me. Yeah, I just don't understand what Frank's deal with Reyes is. I guess there must be something we don't know. Yeah, I think I think he always knew he was gonna do he was gonna do what he ended up doing, but mm-hmm. he just told them all that he was going to plead guilty so that mm-hmm. he could have like whatever big dramatic scene. I think it's weird that they're holding his arraignment in his hospital room. I feel yeah. like I feel like part of um uh 
what I would be fighting for as a lawyer is that can we postpone the arraignment until he's better? Yeah. Like you have yeah, him in custody. You don't you don't have to arraign him within 48 hours and uh, you just have to charge someone within 48 hours. And if you know, you're if the lawyer says, you know, can we po- hold off the arraignment? I can't see that that would be impeding a speedy trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, as part of the prisoner's rights. It's not the state's right to a speedy trial. It's the arrested person's right to a speedy trial. So it just, it seemed very strange to me. I think it was probably Reyes pushing for the arraignment to be that soon. Yeah, I, I just don't understand uh, why um, Nelson and Murdoch didn't push to have it postponed. I don't know. Well, it's Nelson at this point. Matt's yes, run well, off. Matt's doing <laughs> no lawyer work at all this season. It really isn't, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they mention it's going to be the trial of the century. And I just want to say, again, not in the Easter eggs, but there was a Daredevil story called Trial of the Century um, in which it was the um, uh, the White Tiger, the guy who was the superhero, the White uh, the white Tiger, Hector Ayala, Hector Ayala on trial. And it was cited um, before season one came out as one of... Um, Charlie Cox's favorite uh, storylines that he read of the Daredevil comics. It's really good. It was written by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, so back at the Nakatomi Plaza, um, Matt and Electra, <laughs> the Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. Matt and Electra discover the ledger, but they alert security. Um, so Mr. Hiroshi is starting to worry, um, and this is when he. They get the security to go and find them. I like Electra searching for the ledger while Matt's just sitting at his at the desk. Yeah. Just like, do, 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 do. <laughs> Did you like that uh, Matt could sense where the secret door was? That was pretty neat. He's a, he's a useful guy in a heist. I like it. He is. Too bad yeah. he's against that sort of thing. I thought it was hilarious that he could sense that there was books and papers in a drawer. Yeah. <laughs> I do not understand that whatsoever. I was like, how... What, do books and paper? I mean, do they smell? I guess they, I don't they must know. smell a certain way. They oh. have a they have a paper aura. <laughs> <laughs> the listening to the the safe dial though that always bugs me because I can't imagine that this big place with all the security is using a safe yeah. that has tumblers that click that those haven't been used in decades. Should be digital. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Even even you can even have mechanical without tumblers that click. Mm. Like I didn't know like that. Like the, the yeah. safe in uh, in Ant Man that Hank Pym was using that was like a hundred years old was more complex than this safe that the, yeah. the Yakuza are using. Yeah. Yeah, and well, um, I can I tell you that, that the Ant Man safe thing deal was actually a pretty good one. Um, that safe cracking scene was not bad. The only issue is it was, you know, like in all movies sped up because it always takes mm-hmm. longer than what they show, but uh, whenever I when see I, safe When crack, I did that the other day, oh. it took ages. It does. It takes a long time. <laughs> My husband's record is uh, 45 minutes, by the way. Whoa! Yeah, and he You're is learning all sorts about Nutty now. I just oh, it's, say, it's part of on, his job. Oh, it's on my other podcast. Uh, you did talk about um, what places that would be good to rob and why you should never rob a bank. Just this saying, I think Nutty's got the secret history. 
this is true. <laughs> but no, that's that's part of uh, what my husband does for the military. He's one of the few people that is uh, legally allowed to be qualified to do these things. That's cool. And it's part of his, it's part of his job because people lose their combinations to safes all the time, right? And uh, <laughs> you're in high school. You forgot your locker combination. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you come over to help me? <laughs> But um, yeah, his record is 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 forty five minutes. So it it just it always bugs me. Like I watch these safe cracking things, and I'm like, uh huh, you did that in three minutes. Uh huh, uh huh. I read a book a while ago that was like a fiction book, and it was about this guy that was amazing at cracking safes, and that was quite interesting because it went through like all the models and how he did them and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, that's cool. <laughs> it's not just you know listening to it or you know breaking in the door isn't just getting a credit card and wiggling around a bit. Yeah. Um, I like that Electra rips her dress so she can fight better. I thought that was awesome. That was cool, yeah. yeah. Um, that like reminded me of fight? something. Oh, really? Doesn't, doesn't Buffy remember. do that at some point? Buffy, well, Buffy yes. rips the bottom of her dress off in the movie and the uh, last episode of the first season, which was a nod back to the movie. But Oh, yeah. I'm, and I'm thinking... I'm trying to remember who it is. There's some action movie. Like, I know Jamie Lee Curtis does it a bit on True Lies True also. Lies, but yeah. I'm sure there's, there's something some... where it's someone who rips the slit of the dress, like, and it's to just fight cool. better. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think what it is. Um, I liked this very quick silhouette fight. Um, I like that they did something different with the, you know, the fight. Um, that they're still trying to make each fight, you know, look different to everything else. So I thought that was cool, it, even though it was really short. And then we get Matt and Electra doing their drunk acting. I th- I was, go go nutty. <laughs> oh, first, sorry, go on, Matt. At first I was super, like, confused as to why they thought this would work. I'm like, because I didn't know they had made it to another floor. I thought they were still on this, like, off-limits secret 13th floor or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> and I'm like, who cares if you guys are making out and they come in there on you? You're still on this floor nobody would know about. It. They're going to blow you away. But I guess <laughs> I guess they had made it to a different floor at that point. I, I didn't, that wasn't We clear. did see them go downstairs. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I, I had the same thing. feeling. I was like, it's a little too close. And the other thing is, you're on security detail. The guy that you are watching had um, wine spilled on him by a blind guy. And then you find mm-hmm. a blind guy having sex in one of the conference rooms. Something's up. Well, oh, yeah. Something's up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he may be innocent, but no, you'd totally be detaining. Yeah. I like that he flashes the, the light in Matt's eyes to check. And... Matt, I, I, I still love Matt going, oh my goodness. It just really made me laugh. And I like a lecture falling on the floor, like drunk acting. And it was funny. <laughs> uh, so in the car, Matt and Electra go through the ledger and we find out that um, Roxon is dealing in guns, drugs, and people from Japan. Um, but they're hiding something else in code. In crypto quotes. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think they're hiding? What could be worse than drugs, guns, and people from Japan? Uh, Black Sky, was it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> from last season, what was it called? Oh, Black, Black Sky. Sky. Mm. It's got to be another Black Sky. Got to be related to that uh, Chinese lady who's with the supernatural powers. Melanie oh, Madam Gao. Madam Gao. Melanie Gao. Gao. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. 
Hey, well, we she see... was bringing in heroin, so it could be her heroin, I guess. What Again. movie did we see her in recently? It wasn't a movie. It was uh, she was in Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah. I think. Oh, I love Stick her. In one episode. Yeah. Nice. In um, Ch- Chang's flashback. Chang's flashback. Yeah. 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 I, I love that. I've seen any of that show. I need <laughs> to see it. Chang's uh, flashback is awesome, by the way, Claire. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'll look out for it when I watch all 12 seasons of the show. <laughs> There's only three, I think, so far. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, my, my favorite, um, my favorite uh, uh, flashbacks in that show, by the way, are all the older people. Because they're so wild and so outlandish and so awesome. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? I think mm-hmm. I like the one too. What was that lady? The lady that had cancer. The last oh, Rosa. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her flashback a lot too. Yeah. She was crazy, but awesome. I know. <laughs> um, I like in the next scene that where Hiroshi confronts Gibson, and he says that there's been decades of planning on this operation, um, and the two guards wrap their cotton the cotton around their pinkies, which is the yakuza obviously remove their pinkies if they failed but i like that hiroshi has like a box of fingers on his head. <laughs> like it's my box of fingers do you think, <laughs> why are you keeping those fingers do you think he's got a box of fingers for like everywhere that he's got his own personal space like in his bedroom <laughs> in his bathroom maybe <laughs> his kitchen <laughs> why has he got a box of fingers <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i love it and I like that the guards are like, oh, we better take off our pinkies, and then they just get shot anyway. <laughs> if anyone has ever read the David Mack comic book series, who, who also wrote Daredevil, um, but he wrote the series Kabuki, there's an awesome uh, um, pinky uh, removing scene, which is where the character of Kabuki needs to distract a lot of members of the Yakuza. So she removes her pinky, but instead of like doing the cotton or tying it off, she actually just bites her pinky off and then eats it in front of them. And it does work oh. as a distraction because they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's Xena you were thinking of, Nutty, you put in the comments. It was, yes. Nice. Cool. She, she, uh, Xena rips her dress quite a few times. And uh, <laughs> I think the one I was thinking of, and that's why I was confused, is uh, it's one of the episodes where... It, they're in like 1940s, so it's like the Indiana Jones style one. And uh, she's the reincarnation of Xena, and she goes from this meek whatever, and then suddenly like, rips her dress and starts doing the kicks. And ay, 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 ay. it's awesome. <laughs> I feel like it's something that Agent Carter must have done at some point as well. But if she hasn't, she better do it. <laughs> <'Cause>... better. <laughs> in season three. Uh, so back in the office, uh, Foggy is waiting in the dark for Matt. Matt comes in in a, in a tuxedo. Foggy's like, what the hell? And this is when we find out that the trial has been fast-tracked by Reyes to next week. Mm. And I put in my notes, Literally. it's like Foggy is telling Robin, Matt and Mel, because it's like, well, you better be prepared because the trial's next week. Because it's next week for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of the episode. I need to advance my career now, goddammit. <laughs> I can't wait till he's out of the hospital. I I understand why Foggy's so annoyed because, <laughs> like, Matt comes in wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> like, oh, been to a fancy party, have you? He's probably got lipstick all over his face from pretend making out with Electra. You'd be yeah. like, what the hell, dude? Yep. Right. Are you guys ready for your one Easter egg? <laughs> sure. Yep. Um, well, you did say that you were, you were worried about putting on weight last week, Matt, from all the Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. 
So this week is a is a toned down week. Mr. Hiroshi, in the comics, Lord Hiroshi was leader of the hand for a while. Hmm. There's your Easter egg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, someone there was another one which someone said maybe the fact that it's the 13th floor is like a reference to Electra's unluckiness or something and I was like "Mm, I don't know about that there was there was some reference about how the way that the the security station and it's a 13th floor elevators was a reference to a band oh yeah there was you're right yeah because there's like 13th floor security or something yeah it's like I can't imagine that it's not something because most buildings don't have 13th floors. Yeah, exactly. So maybe, I don't know. Well, we'll maybe we'll find out later in the series or actually, no, we won't. Okay. Now it's time for quotes. Spoilers. (laughs) 13th floor spoilers. (laughs) Nutty, do you have any quotes? Um, Hang on. <laughs> I, I wanted to uh, quote Foggy when he's like, wait, wait a minute. What? This is a thing now? <laughs> oh, I have a Foggy one. Brett, you're wearing a tie and it's not a clip on. <laughs> That's a good only, one. I've only got one. Go, go, Matt, go. Why are you fancy? that's a good one (laughs) I've got a good pun oh no no puns allowed please wait for it Uh, Mm. what about the uh, little little car like a remote controlled jeep oh yeah yeah that was uh, that was Frank Jr's I got that for him for his 7th birthday he used to yeah he drove me crazy with that thing am I right (laughs) Oh no! He is called the Punisher for a reason. That's right, and he actually did say, "Am I right?" (laughs) Am I right? No, I just said that. (laughs) Uh, Matt Mel, do you have any? I I have, I have one, just the one. Not bad, Magoo. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that she called uh, it. It's so adorable. It is. I have I another nickname like, one. I, I, sorry, oh, oh. I did like Electra a little bit better in this episode. Yes. I love Electra in this episode. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll get to that when we do ratings and stuff, but yeah. I have a, a another nickname one, which is Matt to Foggy. Come on, jazz hands. Just because I love the idea of <laughs> That's right. Um, I also, uh, there was one where, and I, again, I don't remember the lead up, but uh, it's Brett, you know. You know, he's giving them all the rules and he's like, and, uh, you know, follow these or you'll fulfill my dream of being able to arrest you. And he's looking at Foggy. <laughs> Foggy's just like, nope. Uh, I got one more. Uh, yeah. It's Mr. Roth um, and uh, who's the public defender and Karen, where he says, I believe in protecting women. And Karen says, thanks from all of us. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) What a douche. (laughs) It is. Then there was the the one with um, Electra and Matt. And he's like, how'd you know it was me? I wear a mask. You can't mask that ass. I know. (laughs) (laughs) What if he did wear a mask? What if he did (laughs) wear a mask? Melvin, make me a fake... Fake butt. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing just 
like a butt prosthetic. <laughs> make it look different. Uh. Yeah. You could wear like one of those like butts you can like a fake butt you can wear under like torn underwear. You can buy like costume shops. <laughs> Just like so it looks like his costume's torn and then you can see his butt, but it's like a plastic butt. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Uh, Alvin, make me a fake butt. Make it look like uh, Chris Brewster's butt. <laughs> He'll be like, okay. Let me take some time. I want you to make a mask for my butt like your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so following on from that, uh, Mel, would you like to read an email from Sedna? Yeah, I will. Right, I'm going to copy and paste it. <laughs> There's lots of caps lock in this one. Oh, yay. <laughs> Yell a lot. And the title of this email is, Hi, I'm Sedna, and I'm a Matt Murderholic. Okay. I'm hoping that means she's a Matt Mur- Murdoch-aholic and not a Murder-aholic. Murder-aholic. <laughs> Murder-aholic. <laughs> no, that's Mel. Oh, yes, that is me. Yeah, that's <laughs> Murder Mel. All right, from Sedna. Appalls for the length again. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> this is likely the last really long email because reasons. No spoilers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure you're lying there, said now. <laughs> Love Electra irritatingly slurping her drink in the diner. And you can't mask that ass. I'd know it anywhere. Line of, of the season. No contest. Second best line of the season. Thanks from all of us. Karen can bring the snark. Nice. And then there's a link. Should I click on it? Uh, that top link is... Let me check. Um, you can. Uh, it's uh, it's like Karen kind of laughing at Matt and Foggy talking to uh, Mahoney. Oh, yeah. She's... And her in the background, like, smirking and, like, approving. Because <laughs> uh, uh, oh. apparently they've said uh, in the tweet, it says, at some point Foggy says, freshest fish. And uh, apparently Elden Henson couldn't do it without cracking up and they had to do 20 takes. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Sedna does say, like, uh, speaking of which, we need a blooper reel for this show. Absolutely. <laughs> Apparently, Charlie's quite clumsy in real life. There must be hours of him falling over, tripping, fumbling, etc. I want this so bad. Marvel, where's our Blu-ray of season one? <laughs> exactly. Where is it? Where is it? It was over a year ago. It came out. Yeah. I know who you are. This is the moment Punisher twigs that Matt's DD. Not that he gives a shit anyway. I've been listening to another podcast who speculated that... What the... Why is there spooky music all of a sudden? I can't just drove through the podcast. I I thought it was spooky music. (laughs) It sounded like a cello or something. (laughs) That's some upbeat jazz we're hearing. It sounded like Terminator music. It's like... Sedna's uh, emails get um, backing tracks. <laughs> yeah. She gets sound effects with her her emails. That's amazing. Okay, uh, been listening to another podcast who speculated that Punisher. What the? You <laughs> <laughs> scared me, Matt. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Okay, she has been listening to another podcast. We forgive you, Sedna. Apparently, Matt doesn't. Nope. Who speculated that Punisher guesses that Matt's blind in episode two when his hearing goes again and he flails about a bit? If not, why do the hearing loss scenes at all? Huh? Oh, yeah, why why have them at back. all if it's uh, not so that Punisher okay. gets it? Yeah. I think it just realized that he was vulnerable because he looked like he was kind of 
stumbling around and stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm going to take him out. I thought he knew. I thought he knew he was blind. I thought everyone knew that that Punisher knew that Jerry that Jerry that uh, <laughs> was blind. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> they thought some of his lines in the rooftop discussion hinted at him knowing. Now this blind lawyer turns up in the hospital, offering to represent him with the same voice, build, lower half of face, etc., as DD. I think he sussed him. <laughs> she, he might have. I adore these rocks on heist scenes. Surely this is Charlie getting in an audition for Bond. So many great bits. Her, her face. I want Idris Elba as Bond. Damn it. <laughs> her face checking him out when he takes his shirt off in the car. Same, Electra. Same. <laughs> Leave it to me. Cue Matt's weaponized, clumsy blind man routine, and then there's the Tumblr thing. There's a little uh, Tumblr gif, and it's. Of Matt walking into Gibson with the wine and being like, whoops, whoops, Daisy. And there's like a comic panel too, where he keeps oh, like yeah. tripping people and stuff and like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I tripped! <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I tripped whoops. on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's where Foggy's being chased by a robot and <laughs> Matt trips the robot over and uh, he says, there's no time to waste. I've got to arrange for a little distance between Foggy and the robot. In other words, it's time for that classic standby. Blind man stumbles into supervillain. <laughs> you know, that classic standby. Yes. <laughs> so good, so good. Uh, and then Sedna says, Toilet fight! Actual use of folded cane as Billy clubstitute. <laughs> clubstitute. Clubstitute. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Love that word. <laughs> and then, quote, not bad, Magoo. <laughs> awesome use of super senses to dodge guards on several f- floors and crack a safe. Then he'll just sit back looking cool as fuck while Electra flicks through paperwork until he can be of use to detect the secret room and recognize books <laughs> and paperwork in the drawer. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Ace little fight scene behind frosted glass and the punchline. The old sneaked off somewhere secret to make out ruse. Lovely. And we get another mag light in the eyes. Oh shit, his pupils don't constrict. Yes, he's really fucking blind, okay? Moment when, like, when Claire examined him in season one, episode two. And then, quote, would you keep, would you keep your shit together? Electra rules at acting sloshed. Um... And then you've got tiny fonts, so you have to whisper, Mel. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, no, I don't see the tiny fonts. Oh. Yeah. Teeny tiny font. Yeah. Okay, why are you fancy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Foggy. That Punisher can self-sabotage even better than Matt can. Mm. And then she says, because I'm a cheapo Southeast Londoner who lives yards from the marathon course, I'm going to pop out tomorrow morning to try and spot EJ running and give him a cheer. Thanks for the heads up. Kisses. No said. worries. I was going to try and make it there today, but I had to watch Daredevil and X-Files instead, so I couldn't make it, unfortunately. I suffer, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I know quite a few people that are in it, so I hope they all did really well. Nice. Yeah. Does someone want to read Heidi's? It's not there. It is now. Hey, guys, I want to start by saying I don't like this episode title. I (laughs) I... I fear had things... What? Bad things? Oh, I fear bad things are coming. But <laughs> it says I, I fear had things are coming. But. 
So blame autocorrect. Yes. So apparently, Electra is a slayer. Fighting makes her hungry and possibly horny. <laughs> no, she's not a slayer. She's a faith. <laughs> yeah, she's just faith. <laughs> Can't remember if quotes is before feedback. So come on, jazz hands. I'm sure someone said it already. <laughs> Sorry, Heidi. <laughs> Go Mahoney. Get getting promoted and all. Ah, Matt and Karen holding hands. This is not the strategy I would have considered taking Frank Castle's case. Way to lawyer, guys. I love hearing the avocados at law in action. Wow, okay, I thought Foggy had figured out Matt and Karen were a thing. He was really surprised. Yeah, I thought he mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah but... But maybe, maybe it was just the fact that they didn't really tell him, and he was like, whoa, like this is like a lot to be dealing with right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The adorableness of Matt and Karen only reminds me how awful, awful it's going to be when her... What? It's going to be... I'm going to read it as it is. Uh, it only reminds me of how awful it's going to be when her hair gets broken because of... Like, her hair? Her hair? She's going to go deaf. <laughs> oh. No. Her heart. Her, her heart. heart. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- I thought you said her hair. Her hair will break. I've broken my hair. My just here. Ends. No, her H-E-A-R. beautiful hair. Um, <laughs> Karen is laughing with the Punisher. What is going on? <laughs> I knew Frank wasn't going to plead guilty. That, hey, what? what kind of a twist would that be if Karen ended up cheating instead of Matt? <gasps> yeah. With the Punisher. With the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> twist. <laughs> Back later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it could happen. I want to. I want to share a can of beans with you, Karen. I'll bring you back and talk about revenge. So Let's romantic. go and lay in some cookie crumbs, Karen. Yeah. Let's go hang out naked, naked in the sewers. Yeah. Uh, I want him to do that in this one, like like the '80s movie. Uh, um, I knew Frank wasn't going to plead guilty. That would have been too easy. Nelson and Murdoch are going to be in the public eye now. That could cause some serious issues for Matt. I was kind of bored of I was kind of bored by Electra's eleven. <laughs> okay, it's just Electra's two, but still. It would be nice if the justice system could move that fast. A criminal trial in a week? I can believe a blind man having superpowers way easier than that. <laughs> Until next time, Heidi. Thank you. Thanks, Heidi. <laughs> now I just want I want Karen and Frank Castle to make love on a bed of cookie crumbs. <laughs> 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 like just covered in melted chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me get this set up. So we have a voicemail from Moira. Hey, Defenders Podcast. It's Moira. I have finally uh, put aside the iZombie TV series and made time for Daredevil, and so I have caught up to you. Um, it's just a general comment on season two so far. I think I'm the odd odd woman out because you guys were waxing poetic about how excited you were right from the get-go about season two. And for me, um, I was finding just the first couple episodes left me a bit flat uh, because I, I wasn't enjoying watching the Punisher character just slaughtering people left, right, and center. Um and now that we're farther into it and I have more of his backstory, I'm a lot more uh, engaged and I'm finding him much more interesting. I really like the actor. Um, that wasn't my problem. It was just the character initially. 
just seemed a bit like a cartoon cutout. Um, but in any case, in this episode, there's a lot of interesting dynamics going on that I just want to touch on. Um, Matt and Electra, I like them together on their little uh, infiltration you know, plan, <laughs> uh, trying to, to find the secrets of the, the mafia. Um, they work well together, don't they? Uh, they're a good little team, and I find it really interesting that Matt is keeping uh, Foggy and Karen in the dark about her existence, and I think that's going to come back to bite him in the ass later. Um, but yeah, they have interesting chemistry, don't they? On the other hand, in the previous episode, on their date, I have to say, Matt and Karen have great heat together. It's really fun to watch them um, sizzle on the screen. I'm enjoying that. And Karen as a character is really coming into her own. She is intelligent and she of course has her own little dark secrets that Matt doesn't know about um, from season one. And I think uh, what I love about her is she isn't just the sidekick secretary who, you know, uh, is a pretty face and, and just kind of sits in a desk. She has her own inner uh, determination and she has her own agenda and goes off and follows her own instincts, you know, with respect to breaking into Frank Castle's house, for instance. Um, and that's what makes that character so interesting to me. Um, and watching her interact with, with Frank Castle in the hospital room is just uh, really... What's the word I want? It's not magical exactly, but it, she gives such a subtle performance. Like the actress um, expresses so much with without words that it's lovely just to watch her do that. You can see all the emotions floating across her face and how much she's empathizing with Frank Castle, and that gives them a bond. And she's genuinely kind to him. So I like the nuances and depth in her character and. Uh, on the other hand, we have Foggy in this episode, who really is kind of left out in the cold in terms of doing anything useful, right? And uh, other than the fact that he needs to cut his hair. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's also going to come back to, to haunt everybody, that he's, he's feeling marginalized. So um, we'll have to see what happens with that. But I'm, I'm on board again. I, I was a little bit... Yeah, a little bit bored almost in the first couple episodes. I know you're going to be making shocked faces and thinking, how could you be bored? And, but I, I, I was. I was watching all this wholesale slaughter and fight scenes and going, uh, I don't care. I guess for me, I have to have an engagement on uh, a character-driven level in order to be, in order to be brought into it and kept interested. So it's managed to do that. We, we've managed to. Uh, to drag me into this, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, happy, happy. All right, so I enjoy this. Uh, Rating-wise, hmm, let's see. Uh, I think, yeah, it was really good. I think this is a good solid 8.5 out of 10. All right, till next time. Bye. Thanks, Moira. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I should say as well, I did get one other email this week, which um, is from uh, a, a place called, well, this is the Defenders podcast uh, email from G-J-Y, a catalogue of cufflinks. Dear Mr. Managing Director, good day. This is Alex from China. We get your name and email address from Google that you are in the market for cufflinks. 
Yeah. I think they're thinking I, of uh, I think they're thinking of the kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> I only wear my my father's. I wear my father's cufflinks. <laughs> no more necessary. Um, I like that our podcast apparently has a managing director, so uh, that's clear. <laughs> well, it says Mister, so it's not me. It's either Matt or Robin. I don't know which one. <laughs> but congratulations on your promotion, guys. Yay. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, score this episode. Also, I should say as well, I like that Moira also put on Twitter that Foggy needs a haircut. Yep. My answer was, if he cuts his hair, how will Marcy run her fingers through his long, luscious locks? You don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) His hair either needs a cut or it needs to grow. It'd be awesome if it was really long and he like plaited it like Viking style. (laughs) (laughs) Nutty, what would you like to rate? Uh, no regrets. I keep calling it no regrets. Regrets only. Oh. Regrets only, yes. Um, I didn't like this episode as much as I liked last week's. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is like a building episode. Um, so I, um, I'm, yeah, okay. So I'm going to have to give it uh, seven and a half uh pieces of pie out of <laughs> you need to give me back that pie Nutty. <laughs> <laughs> cool. it's a deal breaker <laughs> Matt you can go next I really really like this episode it was different it, was, it gave me some stuff I wanted to see like lawyering <laughs> um, and we haven't really seen like an espionage heist, heist thing in this show yet and that was very exciting I thought and we got a little bit of costume superhero, just a tad, tad bit at the uh, beginning there. And it had a lot of stuff that I liked it. So I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10 Ledger Heights. Woo, nice. Melanie. I was just... I, Melanie Gow. I was <laughs> kind of thought this episode was a little bit bland for some reason. I just didn't feel I re- but I, except okay so it started off pretty strong. I like the opening scene a lot and I thought that was cool the choice of music was good. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Um <laughs> But uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh Such a great song. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um but yeah, I don't know. It was just not super... I don't know. It was kind of cool, but eh, I just wasn't that into it for some reason. I don't know if I just wasn't feeling it this week or what. But anyways, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 jazzless, jazzless jazz songs. <laughs> <laughs> With foggy jazz hands, yeah? Yes, yes. <laughs> Robin. Uh, yeah, this is probably my least favorite episode I've seen so far. I like the Matt and Electra stuff, uh, surprisingly. Uh, after last week, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to like Electra too much. But uh, I, I think seeing them both in action together and, you know, sparring, whatever, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shipping Matt and Electra more than Matt and Karen now. Uh, especially after all the dumb stuff that happened happened in the hospital and how Newport, how Foggy got completely neutered left and right by both Matt and Karen, uh, it really a lot of it kind of pissed me off. Um, 
So I and I can't imagine that didn't come across at all during the podcast. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it six out of ten. Blind bastards. <laughs> Blind bastard. <laughs> um, I yeah, I I really enjoyed a lot of this episode. I enjoyed it more with like certain bits of it than as a whole. I love the stuff with Frank when he's doing the. Um, talking about his family because John Bernthal is just amazing and almost made me cry. Almost, almost. I love the high stuff with Matt and Electra. I thought they were great together. Oh, sorry, my cat is just attempting to push something off the table. Uh, so I had to put that Fuck something. your table. <laughs> she's, she's trying to get in my bag because she thinks I have um, food in there, which I do. Uh, <laughs> um, I also liked... Um, uh, some of the bits with uh, with Foggy as well. I felt really bad for Foggy. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 boxes of fingers on my desk. Oh, clear. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know I was a high-up member of the Yakuza. Or mm-hmm. maybe something else. So regrets only get 7.6. Cool. Awesome. So, uh, Nutty, this is where I go back to you and say thank you very much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. I appreciate and it. Where can people listen to your lovely dulcet tones on the internet? I mean, there are a lot of places, but where in particular? Well, if you go to nimlas.org, N-I-M-L-A-S.org, you can find my podcast, the Nutty Bites podcast, where we debate geeky topics like lamest super, uh, superpowers and... Um, what, we what talked about I, whitewashing when I was on there. Whitewashing. That's the next one that's coming out. I have to finish editing it. There's a lot of swearing in there that I have there to take is. out. Thanks a lot, Claire. Um, <laughs> it was not me. It was tech. <laughs> and Jason. And yes, we, we so we had a, a, a we did an episode about whitewashing in Hollywood. And that even if you're not very political, it should be a good listen because it's a bunch of geeks talking about uh, geeky projects and where they've been done Iron wrong Fist as well. Yeah, we, we we mentioned about Iron Fist on it, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did, and um, so you can listen to that by going to nimlas.org. Uh, you can also find my other podcasts, including Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast. We will actually this will be a little late for you, but we'll be doing a live reaction show tonight after the first episode of Game of Thrones. And uh, now that Game of Thrones is out, there are new shows coming out and uh, you can be part of it by going to the live uh, hangouts. Cool. I completely forgot that Game of Thrones was out tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it started last week. Nope. Nope. And that was our slack. (laughs) And and book readers, like we're like, I've read all the books, but have no idea what's going to happen because it's caught up with the books. Exactly. So exciting. I'm actually hoping that they go completely in a different direction and that they ignore everything George told them and just do their (laughs) thing so that it can be two separate things. Yeah. It's just going to be the Greyjoy season since we haven't seen anything of that. Oh, the Bran season. We haven't seen any of Bran. I still have watched boring. I haven't, watched the, I haven't watched the previous season. Was Bran not in that season at all? No. no. And it's all going to end with Hodor on the Iron Throne. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be a whole season of King's Moot. 
That's all it's going to be. <laughs> oh, God, no. And the last line of the entire season is just going to be Odor. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Or oh, the last, the last line will be him looking around. Everyone else is dead. He's sitting on the Iron Throne. He's like, ha-ha, they didn't know I could actually talk. They thought I was a moron, but I'm not. <laughs> I would love for Hodor to have, like, a whole Kevin Smith uh, monologue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Just gaming. laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so now, a lovely co-host, do you want to plug anything you've been up to this week? Um, uh, iZombie, like Moira said, is done for the season, but, um, we don't want to wait. Uh, Dawson's Creek Podcast is back up and going. Uh, Stephanie and I are, uh, delving into season three, which is the first season without Kevin Williamson. So, uh, if you want to go back to the nineties and, uh, (laughs) put on your docker shorts and (laughs) flip floppies and stuff and just talk about Cape side, we're here for you. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't got anything to say about this week. I was busy hanging out with my old housemates. Um, but intro to X, I'm recording later. We've almost at the end of season eight. We're going to have finished every episode of the X-Files by the end of this year. That is scary. Mm. Um, so, okay, now it's time to predict next week. So next week's episode, episode seven, is called Semper Fidelis. Ooh going to be all college flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> of Matt and Foggy uh, or everyone in college everyone it's going to be you know like daredevil babies except college <laughs> all like Muppet babies yeah Aww. Aww. <laughs> who's going to be the one that goes and I've got blue hair <laughs> 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 That's the theme song. <laughs> that'll be you know Foggy would make Baby an excellent Foggy, yeah. he would make an excellent Muppet though yeah <laughs> oh, he's so rude he'd be so cute he looks like a Muppet right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of pissed, Claire. I got spoiled on the next episode uh, on the episode after this, so I'm just like, I guess I'm gonna have to wait another mm. couple weeks. Did you get huh? spoiled about the ending? I got spoiled about. Um, well, I can't say. I don't okay. really want to hit hint at right. it. Okay, you have to. Cause spoiled. Quite, quite a cool, cool, a few cool things in that episode. Robin, who spoiled so, you? Actually, it was funny because tell us um, on the doll this, where it hurt. This this, <laughs> this relates to uh, uh, Sedna's email because Sedna uh, was talking about how cool as shit Matt looked like behind the desk. So I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get a screen cap of Matt behind that desk for our uh, episode this week." And then I went to the screen cap site and saw what their screen cap was for two episodes away from now. I'm like, no, I didn't never want to look say that. Screen caps, Robin, never. Uh, I was lazy. I should have just did it through Netflix, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, in that case, we're at the end. Wait, wait, Not- wait, wait. What, Where, what, 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 Robin, you have no prediction for next week? Oh, uh, Semper Fidelis, I looked it up, it means always faithful, always loyal, um, and of course, you know, it has to do with the Marines, so I'm, hom- I'm, I'm hoping to get some uh, Punisher flashbacks, um, but uh, maybe this episode will be all about, you know, loyalty between friends and uh, all that. And maybe we'll have Punisher on the stand giving us a big rundown of what he went through to still not justify murdering uh, 30, 40 people. Mm. I, I can't imagine that they use the Marines motto without it having something to do with the Marines. So yeah. I, I also think it has to do with uh, Frank Castle. Maybe we'll get some Frank Castle flashbacks. 
Um, but I wouldn't mind like a, a whole like you can't handle the truth thing. Uh, yes. <laughs> with Frank on the stand, you know, it's mm-hmm. like that would be fun. You want me murdering the Irish. You need <laughs> me murdering the Irish. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, we'll have to wait and find out. Although Nutty won't because Nutty can watch the rest of the series now Woo-hoo! if she wants. <laughs> Um, would you like to take us out with an Excelsior or whatever quote you would like? You can take us out with anything. Excelsior. (laughs) Bye everyone. Bye -bye. Bye. 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 Give me your fingers. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenders podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!